0: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands. And are high in fire to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Hi, I'm Danny J, and I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Back speaking of live, did you catch? I know you did catch because you turned me on to it Saturday Night Live of the debate (laughs) last Saturday.
1: Okay, the debate was its own entertainment factor, but Saturday Night Live, I I, it was funny, even the day of the debate, I was like, I can't wait to see Saturday Night Live, and then I forgot. And then Sunday, Jeff said, Hey, you got to watch the skit, and it was so amazing. Like the actors, Jim Carrey played Joe Biden, and he took on that character so well like they picked the perfect person they casted the perfect person just his lanky body type and they oh my god it's amazing to me how actors can just like actually morph into another person to where you even forget it's kind of jim carrey i mean he was obviously jim carrey but it was too good y'all i don't care who you're voting for but that skit nailed it i was crying I know it was so
0: good. And Alec Baldwin was Trump. Oh my God. He was so good. They were both hilarious. Yeah. So we're live. I mean,
1: they play, they play them so well. Yeah. We're live. We're live. On it's not Saturday night,
0: day. but it's uh, Monday morning and the same difference. But, um, so one of the things that, a question that we actually, Danny and I both get quite a bit, and I think there's some confusion around this, um, and I'd be interested in your take is let's just say, and I do believe that everyone should have something of their own that they're doing. So for example, if you're a mom and like your kids are your entire world, that's amazing. Would never tell you not to have that, but I think it would also behoove you to have something of your own, right? If you're working full-time at a job, maybe you're at a desk all day and you like, it's not exactly your passion, but you have a passion for something else that you want to create. With the way that the internet is, especially in pandemic times, like there is a lot of different opportunities and we have like the time is now to get innovative. So Danny and I wanted to chat about, okay, let's just say that you do have some sort of side hustle or some even just side project. Doesn't even need to monetize to be monetized. How do you balance building something for yourself, whether that's an online business, whether that's a product, maybe that's online coaching, maybe that's some sort of hobby, or uh, I have a friend of mine right now who is making these, they're like, um, like dog mats they're like a mat she's like doing the design for them and it's like you put your their bowls on them so she's like an artist and she's like a graphic designer and she made these like dog mats and now she just ordered them like from china and they're coming in and then she's um and their amazon's going to fulfill them and stuff and like she's also getting her real estate license at the same time like there's a lot of different ways that you can kind of piece together Income streams, hobbies, uh, passions. And so if you do want to start a side hustle of some kind, how do you balance that with your regular job, your nine to five, maybe your kiddos, your family obligations? Is it possible or should we just kill ourselves?
1: (laughs) I like how all our episodes (laughs) last are like this or we just kill ourselves. I know. I don't mean to make
0: light of that, but also.
1: You know, I think we have to asterisk everything that we say with we don't have children. So, um, I, I remember when I was first a trainer and my first training business was called no excuses. And I will tell you that came out of my mindset of after being paralyzed and I was going to the gym a lot and I started noticing handicapped people in there a lot. And I was like, wow, they're here with a cane, with a walker, with uh, crutches, wheelchair, and they are just making no excuses. But then I started getting clients who had kids and some people were talking about how busy they were. And in my mind, I was like, look, if you, there's a will, there's a way and you can make it happen. And yes, you can. And also I get that it's way harder and it's way more difficult with children, especially children like under the age of five. So asterisk on that, on building a side hustle with a family, with children, with a full-time job and all of that. However, I do believe you can and maybe it will just take longer. So we have to give ourselves grace on how much time that takes and what it really looks like. Um, well, there's kind first, of that school
0: of thought. Yeah. What do you think about that school of thought that's like, you just need to go all in, right? Like if this is something you want to do, you, you just quit your full-time job, take the leap of faith, the universe will provide. Like what's your take on that? I'm just curious because there are a lot of people who are just like, you know, if, you, like, if, if you're keeping this as a side hustle, then it doesn't mean you're, not, you're committed enough. What do you think?
1: I think, oh, I think that's the worst advice, honestly. You know, I was in network marketing and I'd hear that sometimes, like people would say, just go all in, but you don't, it's scary. You know, finances, you can't fuck with, especially if you have a family. You can't, if you have a regular steady income and you are, you know, maybe bringing in two, $300 a month, but your job brings in you two to five grand a month just jumping in. Sure. Some people are like, I'm not going to sink. I'm going to swim. And some people, that motivation is what they need to go all in. And I think those are the people who are saying it, but not everyone's like that. A lot of people get paralyzed, freaked out, and they, they won't work because they don't have the, like the security behind them. Mm -hmm. So I think it comes down to personality. And so for some, I think, yeah, you cut, you burn the bridges, you cut all ties, you burn, you burn the boats, you do everything you can and you go all in because you, you force yourself. And maybe that's the type of person you are, cause you know, you're going to make it and you have something to go back to, but it's not the advice I give to most people. I would feel so awful if I told someone to do that and they didn't make it. And suddenly they're like foreclosing on their house, to get in their car repossessed and their kids aren't eating anything. I really believe, you know, when it came for me, when I had my full-time job, my side hustle was training and I like, um, online business. When I made the jump, I was starting to earn about as much as I wasn't earning in real life. I mean, in my job, like that I had to be in as online. And at the same time, I had a plan in place on how I can like pick up that extra, or if I wasn't quite hitting it, like I knew how I could pick it up. So before you make any kind of jump to like switch from one thing to another, you need to have some kind of plan in place. The other piece of that was I knew I still had insurance through my husband's work because I would know I was going to be losing it on the other side. So there's things to consider. Insurance is a big deal, especially if you have a family. It's a big deal in general. If you have any health issues and just a big deal just to have. So I am not the person who says, go all in. I think you should go all in as much as you want to, but you don't have to burn all the bridges and jump all in and then lose your entire income.
0: Yeah. You know, it was interesting. Um, I was coaching a lot of beginners to internet business when COVID hit. And so it's I run a six-week, a six-month program. And it was what in March or end of February that like we started like having lockdowns. So we were two months into the six months. And everyone was like super gung ho, everyone's super like excited because they were all personal training full-time in the gym. So they were like, cool, I have my income coming in. I have my one-on-one clients in person. And so I can afford to now, you know, invest in this online, you know, education what happened was when they all the gyms closed a lot of them i would say probably half of them their entire income was wiped out and we had some people who absolutely just doubled down online they were immediately like okay how can i get my in person clients on zoom calls how can i get them into group coaching programs how can i get them on like a distance coaching like there was a lot of sort of resourcefulness and innovation that happened and there were a small handful of people who were just like jill I love you and I love this program, but I got to fucking go to work. And they literally just were like, I have to abandon all of this online stuff because I have a family and I just do not feel comfortable trying to like, like to patch something together and like, really, I'm just going to, I have to go get a job. And some of them did. And they were like, you know what? I need to go and like figure out who's hiring. Maybe it's in, you know, obviously grocery or like, you know, all these places that we're still able to have people like delivery people, you know, stuff like that food delivery. like, And some of them just went and got jobs. And I didn't blame them at all. And I think they felt bad telling me. And I was just like, I get it. Hey, you need to take care of yourself. Whatever you need to do to make yourself feel certain enough and safe enough, do it. And everyone has a different level of safety that they require. And so I don't think judge it, but I also do think in general... If you have money coming in through like, you know, through a nine to five or through one-on-one coaching and it's pretty much automated for me when I made the jump, my personal training was pretty automated. I could have done that with my eyes closed. Like it was so easy for me so that like I would literally be like thinking about blogs that I was going to write in the back of my head while I was training my client in person because I was just so automatic with it. And so I think that I want to validate the fact that there is a hybrid that I think probably is the best Way to start with it is just like that hybrid sort of model to make yourself feel safe, yeah, but then how do you balance it time wise energy wise
1: i mean that's that's the big question right I think you start with you're starting with your side hustle it's like maybe a hobby at the beginning, you maybe get a few clients, people start asking you, so you 're like ooh i'm making a little bit of money, it's kind of extra fun cash. Then you maybe start to get more serious and then suddenly maybe you're thinking about your side hustle wanting to do more and you're thinking about your job and you're starting to dread it Mm and hate it and going I don't want to do this I would like to do the other thing but the other thing isn't making me enough. As you start to build the side thing your job starts to fall apart I have to say this there's an integrity piece here where your job that's paying your income and that's giving you money for your family you can't just you can't because I did this. You shouldn't um, take advantage of it for a long time. I feel like there's a, when you're just collecting a paycheck and you start really putting in less effort and you're not showing up the way you know you could be or should be, I think that's in a way stealing from your employer. And I got to a place where I was also realizing that I was putting, I was not really being my best at my job. I was kind of taking advantage of time. I was spending more time on the computer on my work hours, getting paid for my job while I was actually working on my side. Business. And there's a piece that started to not feel good about that to me. And like, I know I'm getting paid to basically build this other business. So when it got to that point, I realized there was a place or time when I needed to jump. And that also came down to time wise, like you said, where my relationship was starting to suffer, um, where I felt like my personal health was starting to suffer because I didn't have time to take care of my own fitness and then do my training clients and then do my job. So I think that. I don't know if this goes for everyone, at least for myself, there is a time where there's a lot to juggle like this overwhelming piece. And I think there's a breaking point. It goes at some point you have to make a decision. Do I want to go all, and all in on the side hustle or do I want to just keep it as a hobby, side business, side money, and then decide how much you want to handle and how much you want to make and just keep, you can always just keep it as that. A lot of people are meant to just be fitness enthusiasts and not a full-time intr- instructor, trainer, coach, um, whatever it is. It, it is because there is, yeah. I will also say this, sometimes the hobby that you enjoy when it becomes a job and when it comes work, you start to not like it. And I've seen that happen many, many times. Um, so you do have to really look at it and go, do I want to make this a full-time income or does it feel better? Do I have more fun when it's a hobby and I don't depend on it? Because it does shift the feeling around your work when suddenly you are dependent on it versus when you're doing it for fun.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, that's a good point. And like not everything I love, how you said not everything needs to be a business. I remember when mm-hmm. I was dieting a lot for shows, I would always try and fig- find these like unique healthy options. So like, I, cause I was obsessed with like sweets and desserts and I was constantly craving sweets and I'd be like, okay, maybe I can take this cookie recipe and make it into like a healthier version of it. So I was constantly in the kitchen, like baking, I don't cook, but I was like baking different like healthy treats. And I remember at one point, Jade was like, these are really good. Like actually my, my like protein scone recipe that I created is actually in Self Magazine, like in 2010 or something. Uh, it was in Self Magazine. And I remember being like, this could be a business. And I actually bought the URL slim scones, like lean breads, maybe smart breads. Like I just bought like a whole bunch of URLs for like, maybe I'll do like a baking company. And then I was just like, yeah, no, like this is just a hobby, Jill. Like it doesn't need to turn into a business. It was a good idea. And I'm glad I got the URLs just in case. And I would always say like at nine bucks a year, like just grab the URL, go to godaddy.com and grab it just in case it turns into something. But um, yeah, not everything needs to be a business. And I'd be interested in your take on this. Like when did you, it sounds like you were making almost the same amount of money training. I actually, what like there was something about the consistent paycheck that was really hard for me to give up so the way i actually probably like you i stayed a little bit too long in my full-time job i had started jill fit in 2010 actually it's the 10-year anniversary this month october 20 uh 2010 was when i started and i remember having feelings of wanting to quit but feeling like okay i don't have the cash quite yet and i'm still building and whatever and i remember it was about nine months later I was at a, I think I've told a story before when I was at a a meeting, like one of the only meetings we had, but to your point, once you kind of get the feeling of like you want to work on something else, everything that's in your old job or your nine to five starts to annoy the fuck out of you. Like you just are so fucking resentful and the things that you used to love about it, like I loved my job for a long time and I was putting a lot of time and effort into new programs and I found that last year that I was just like chilling because I was so excited about Jill Fit and I just didn't wanna spend every, like so there's this meeting we had every Tuesday and sometimes it was usually average an hour, this time it was two and a half hours. And the whole time I'm sitting there going, what the fuck? Like, we could have done this in like 30 minutes. Why are we still here? Like, I have so much stuff I wanna do today. And like, I was getting so annoyed. I took out a piece of paper and I started writing all the ways I could make money. I was like, okay, like, if I quit this job, what, you know, how can I make money? And this is nothing to, like, this is no offense to anyone I worked with or anything. Like, it was great. It was a great job for as long as I had it. But it was in that last few months that I was like, okay, I'm at the point. So when I talk to people, and you do too, who come to us and they're like, I just need to get out of this job. And I'm like, the wheels are already turning. Like You'll figure it out. The fact that you're already having those feelings means that probably within the next year you won't be there anymore. And I remember having this conversation, I'm sure she wouldn't mind me sharing this, but when I was working with Chrissy King, um, hopefully you guys know her, Chrissy King Fitness, I think, or no, she's I am Chrissy King and stuff. And she, her business is like super successful now. And she's been working, she worked with me for three, the first three years of internet business. And we, part of what we did was get her out of her full-time job, but it took about 18 months. And I remember her just saying like, I'm so miserable. And like, she was, and she was making really good money, but she just hated her job. And so it was like, our goal was like, let's get her out of the job. And it took a year and a half, but she was finally able to do it. Looking back on that, she's like, I don't even recognize that person. It's kind of that, that way where you're like, wow, that was like such a different, that was a lifetime ago. But For me, I actually wasn't close, I wasn't like super close. I remember I quit my job that day, making that list of shit I could do. I marched right into my boss's office after the meeting. I was like, this is my two weeks notice. And I called up Jade and we were married at the time and I was like, so I just quit. And he's like, we'll figure it out. And I just loved having that. Like, I always just credit him with like giving me that safety net of like, instead of having like the two week paycheck coming in, I was like, fuck, now it's like really uncertain. You know, both of us are entrepreneurs. Thank God, like, we didn't have kids and whatever. Like, we would have had to go to work. But I don't know. It's like, you know, you have to. So there is, to me, there is a little bit of a gap sometimes. And that's where that like little faith comes in or that little kind of self trust comes in. But I don't think the leap needs to be huge.
1: (laughs) It could be small. No. Yeah. It doesn't have to be huge. And, you know, sometimes it, sometimes it ends up that way because you get like yeah get pushed over the edge, right? Like yep. so with COVID, some of your clients, it was like, they were wanting to learn internet business. They already signed up with you in January and they're like, and here's the big lesson. Like so many go. people did that. You get to do it. Now you have to do it. And I think there's times in life where you just get, you have, you get pushed over the edge. And there's also, I will say this, like sometimes maybe we subconsciously, I know this was for me. I was almost like subconsciously trying to get fired. I was doing, I mean, I was showing up late. I knew that I was not being my best and I knew that I shouldn't be there and I shouldn't keep getting paid. Did you get fired? I was putting in. No, I did not.
0: You got quit? Uh,
1: I quit. I quit. I I think I worked for the government. I don't think anyone could get fired. I mean, I was doing stuff that I definitely should. (laughs) 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 I think I was trying hard and there was no way. But yeah, I quit and it, it came down to it was like one week where I had three people reach out out of the blue, ask for me to train. And I kind of did what you did, wrote down the paper, on the piece of paper, like what I would charge them. And I was like, if I could just find a studio to rent, I can actually make just as much as I'm making here with these clients. And then I decided to go ahead and do it. I found a studio, but there was also a time where have to, you got to do the math. I think being married helped, like for you too, you had somebody else who had another income being single. It's another story. And maybe having kids, it might be another story. So totally. there's another piece, like what you said with Chrissy is maybe preparing yourself, taking all that income that you're making on your side hustle and putting it in savings. Like if you don't need that income, from your side hustle, putting it away. So you, you have a buffer. And I think that can help the type of person who is afraid of not having the consistency is getting a big chunk and you you can decide in your own brain, how much you want. Like maybe you need 5,000, maybe you need 10,000, maybe you need 20,000 in savings so that you feel good enough to make the jump. And mm-hmm. back to your other point, not everything needs to be a business. I definitely, I didn't know your story about this skinny skeletons or whatever. I, know. But <laughs> There's so many things that I've bought domains where I'm like, this could be great. And there's a million ideas, but that doesn't mean all the ideas are going to pan out or you're going to want to do that. And I know Jill's said this on the podcast before we talked about a conversation with a friend where people have ideas for us, for her, for me, like you could do this and you can make a lot of money. And it's like, yeah, I can, but do I want to do that in the next, do I want to be doing that for the next couple of years? Because Once you start, you know, you might find yourself five years down the road going, why did I I don't want to be doing this anymore? I don't want to be cooking and making recipes. This was fun in the moment, but it's not fun now.
0: Yeah, I I work with a lot of people like that who start off their business, like especially in my mastermind because it's more like intermediate to advanced level people. They're like, I have an audience, but I fucking hate recipes and I built this audience from making recipes and I don't want to fucking do it anymore. Like show me how to monetize this so I don't have to just have ads on my blog. And so yeah, like I think you, I am a fan of just like overwhelming yourself to the point where you have more options. So for me at that time, I was working full time and then I would go see clients at the gym and then I'd get home and I'd start writing meal plans. So a lot of times I would, and I know Shantae is this way too, the movement maestro we've had her on. She said she would go to her job at PT. She would see clients all day, nine to five, and then she'd stay after from like five to 9 PM and do videos for Instagram. So like you might have to stack your days, but I remember once I finally quit My full-time job. I was making forty thousand dollars when I quit my full-time job, and like, which isn't nothing, but it also like wasn't what I wanted to be making. And I tripled my income in the first year of just mentally not having to be at my full-time job, and it it did really like exponentiate my. I made one hundred and twenty in Jill Fit the first year out of quitting, quitting that job. But you do have to like, you'll know when you know. It's one of those things we've talked about that before. Like something will just happen. And all of a sudden, you're like, "Yep, today's today's the day I'm quitting." Like it just happens that quickly. I mean, for some people, they plan it, like you said, having like a kitty set aside and having some some buffer room. But I don't think there's any like right way to do it. I would just say that the slower the slower transition is better than just like ripping the bandaid off and going all in. There's something to be said for that from an energetic perspective, but also you have to be good too. Like you have to be good. You have to have good work ethic. You have to be focused as fuck. Like You know, if I was married with kids, I don't know that I would do that necessarily because I have so many other things pulling at my attention and so many other priorities. Whereas if I was maybe single and didn't have any other responsibilities, I'd be more likely to make the leap without as much of a net.
1: I want to know what you would say to this, and you might have clients like this. This came up during COVID. Um, My boyfriend had a couple of clients who are like working in a church Um, or pastors or something like that. And they wanted to start a side hustle and doing some kind of coaching type of deal. But they were afraid to post online because they didn't want their employer to see Mm. them doing a side hustle. Mm -hmm. And I think that there's this piece sometimes of, like, let's say you're working in a gym, but you want to start doing online clients, Mm -hmm. but you're afraid your manager or boss is seeing you do. So you're like in this middle of like, I can't really build my business while I'm on my job because my job's going to see that and feel like I'm taking away from them. So what do you tell those people?
0: You know exactly what I tell them. And it's, I'm so glad you brought this up because it happens all the time. Literally not a year goes by where I don't have someone who has a boss at a gym who starts to feel threatened by them building their side hustle. So my, always my answer is go to them. Like I was like, I have an honest conversation. You need to have a conversation about what you're doing and be as inclusive as you can And reassure them because what happens is when it comes, when like someone finds out and it's like, and it feels like it was a secret, that's when they feel the most threatened. So I'm always like, Hey, I just want to have this conversation. I'm trying to build my online business. Let's talk about what boundaries might need to be in place. So as a a gym owner, if I was a gym owner, I wouldn't want someone to like, I wouldn't want to lose a member to a trainer. Like they don't have their relationship without me. Right. So I want to validate that. But so maybe it's like, I wish you well, but if you do get a client from the gym who's, let's just say maybe it's a gym member, but then they sign on with you to do nutrition, like I should get a kickback on that. Like, let's have that conversation. What does that look like? Maybe if it's a 10% kickback, it's some sort of like marketing fee to just acknowledge that maybe you wouldn't have met this person if it wasn't for the facility that I set up. So I see it from both sides, you know, I don't think it's just like, Mm -hmm. fuck the gym. Like I do see it from a business owner perspective too, where you're like, yeah, like, and I've had, you know, certain, I've had certain people work for me in the past who have taken clients and have like, you know, and it's fine, like whatever, they're doing a good job. I don't like, I'm not upset by that, but I'm also just like, there was no conversation there. And that's Mm -hmm. when it feels really just gross. And so I always tell my girls, go to the manager, go to your manager, go to the gym owner, go to who you need to have, and just have an honest conversation, and then put it back on them. How, how would you like me to proceed? Because they're going to feel like a dick if they go, well, we don't want you building your business. Like at that point, if they just say, we don't want you doing anything on social media at all, because here's the thing, your gym members are going to find you. Even if you're not directly soliciting to them, gym members yeah. are going to find you because it's social media. That's how it's meant to work. People are meant yeah. to find you. So if the person at the gym says, you can't do social media at all. And we, you know, then like, number one, they either need to get you more business then. So you feel more loyal to stay, or you need to get the fuck out of there. And that's when you go, yep, well, I'm sorry, but like, this is part of like who I am as a person. And this is my passion and whatever. I'm just, I'll do it. I'll go it alone. So, but there are some, you know, non-competes and things that you have to consider. And so it's a, it's delicate. I see both sides, but I'm always a champion of just an honest, open conversation and putting it back on the gym owner.
1: I really love that. I think that it can be really scary. You know, you want to start your business, but you're like, I need to go online. But if I'm online, I have to keep my account private. But then nobody's gonna see it. Yeah, a lot (laughs) of people. you talk yourself into not doing it and then feeling stuck and then more and more resentful. And resentful. Job,
0: yeah, super plan. resentful. So if yeah. you're gonna post and post in non work hours, like that's what I would do is like I would come home and I'd post my blog at night after it was, you know, I was done for the day and I'd write it at night and I'd post it either late at night or first thing in the morning before I got to my nine to five. So I wasn't like actively like doing work on Jill Fit. Of course, it was always in the back of my head and I was always like thinking of ideas and whatever. But for the most part, I tried to keep the Jill Fit stuff out of the nine to five. Five until I quit, and that's always—it's not like you said—it's not always easy, especially if you're excited, you like want to be working on it all the time. Um, but to your point, if you're already having those conversations and you're already like the momentum's moving to you doing your own thing and monetizing, it's inevitable—you'll get there. You know, it took like I said, it took Chrissy a year and a half. Most of my clients, it, t- it took me about a year and a half. Took me maybe about a year, year and a half to fully quit. Um, and you can also do things like slowly cut back your personal training clients. So if you have a full load, cut back to 75% then cut back to 50%. And one really great way to do that is to increase your prices. It's like natural selection. You increase your prices and then you just see who leaves. And you might lose 10% of your clientele. You might lose, you know, 25% of your clientele, but now you're also making more money per hour and it's less time. So it does come out in the wash. So I think try not to rush it. Realize there's going to be this hybrid period, this kind of buffer period and do the best you can. You might be overwhelmed for a year and a half, but it will pay off eventually.
1: Yep. Yep. I really love that. And I love the conversation. I think it's better if you come to your manager first than 18 months down the line and your manager or boss comes to you and go, like, we've noticed you've really been slacking. People have been saying things about you on social media. What are you doing? And then it makes you look like you've been kind of sneaking Sneaky. around and yeah. So, I I like having the conversation early and then maybe they'll work with you and say. And the other piece I would say is try to do something different. So, you're not in direct competition and quote, stealing customers or clients. Like Jill said, maybe a customer is doing nutrition that they don't offer and there's a way. But if you're doing the same exact thing and just stealing clients, there's an ethical piece there too. So, Mm -hmm. I'm not a big fan of going in and taking all your clients that maybe they got for you and then stealing them away to another another gym <laughs>
0: yeah i know it yeah. is hard man but i think honest communication can elucidate a lot of that i think we automatically think they're not going to like it so we don't yeah. say anything because it's like what ask for permission or ask for forgiveness not permission i'm a big fan of just mm-hmm. being like i'm not asking you for permission but i'm just keeping you in the loop right like you don't have to go with them yeah. and be like hey is this okay with you you can just be like hey I'm i'm doing this i wanted to i wanted you to know first i don't want you to like see it randomly on social media or whatever like i want you know right. so This is kind of what I'm thinking. And now all of a sudden, like they might be more on board because it's an honest, open conversation. It's not sneaky. Whereas they're probably going to be, they're going to feel threatened if it wasn't brought up to them directly. And it's a lot easier said than done. We know these conversations are never easy, but they, to me, it's always the best policy. And then if they don't like it, then you can decide what you want to do instead.
1: Yeah, I really
0: love it anyway. Yeah, it's a good one, game man. Yeah, man, but, you know, and honestly, like in pandemic, like it's in the COVID, like in shutdown and stuff, there's a lot of opportunity now for things to look different. Yeah. I I think the consumer experience is going to be a lot different, it's going to get it's continuing to evolve. People always spend money on their own on their health and fitness. Um, so if you're in this industry, then I think you'll probably already be, be okay. The good news is a lot of people are now more open to online coaching. They weren't maybe as much before uh, because they didn't have to. They had a personal trainer in person. So they're like, why would I do online training now? They're buying a lot of equipment for home. They're, doing, they're using apps more. They're doing home videos. Mm-hmm. They're doing more like Zoom calls. They're, so if you have been thinking about it, this is a good time to try it out. And hopefully you still have cash coming in somewhere else.
1: Word, word. It's a good time to try it okay. out. I think it should be done. So cool. yeah, I like it. All righty. Well, Make sure y'all subscribe, hit the button, give us a review. That'd be amazing. I know. I would have, I, I love reviews. Me too. They're my favorite. They was Like, do we get a new one? Did we get one? Um, and then join us in our Facebook group. Go to the com, and we're always having fun conversations in there.
0: Yep. All right, guys. That is it. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.